Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year. And every day we just, we're just trekking along. We're almost done with um, the New Testament. So that's very, very, very exciting. Um, today we're covering Nehemiah 10 and 11, and we're beginning the book of James. So obviously James wrote this book, but we don't quite know which James. We assume that it's James, brother of Jesus. Um, it's a good one too, by the way. So I read chapter one and I was going to try to summarize it. And sometimes you just can't summarize. So let me read it. If I have any two cents, well, I'll throw it in. But otherwise, it's pretty profound all by itself. So here we go. Um, James, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. So he's writing a letter, obviously, to the 12 tribes. And then we wonder, well, who were the 12 tribes? Because it's the New Testament. Are they, obviously, we think that the 12 tribes are the descendants of the tribes um, of Israel that were scattered, right? Well, yes, the descendants. But it's also symbolic, possibly, because Jesus already come on the scene, that the 12 tribes are maybe um, the people under, symbolically, the, the new group of people that followed God. I don't really know, but I only bring that up because there's a group of people called the 12 tribes in the San Diego, actually all over the world. And um, I always wonder why they call themselves the 12 tribes. So here we go. Verse two, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its works. His, its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Wow, great visual. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wind flower. For the sun rises and scorches heat and withers the plant. It blossoms, falls, and the beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away, even while they go about their business. Wow, okay, here's another good one. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trials, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one can say, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. crazy stuff, right? Okay. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly 
lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. So he chose, if you're here, if you're listening, then God chose to give you birth. There's a great defense against abortion for sure, because if these children are to be born he or conceived, he chose to give them birth as a first fruit of all he created. Okay, um, listening and doing. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. And that's what you're doing here when you're reading the Bible. You're planting good seed in you. When you're listening to this podcast every single day and reading every single day and praying every single day, you're planting good seed when you're going to church and fellowshipping with good people, you're planting good seeds so that the mind doesn't desire evil. And these things aren't... It's when you use your own will to do these things that it becomes difficult. But when you are feeding your mind, planting good seed, and taking care of your mind and your the soil of your mind, then good will come out. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does, does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. <laughs> That's funny. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom Oh my gosh, that's so good. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and con- and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Oh my gosh. That's one to meditate on. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceives themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts is pure and faultless in this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Oh my goodness, isn't that so good? James 1 is so powerful. Don't be polluted by the world. If I were to summarize it, don't allow allow the world to pollute your mind. Don't be deceived. Follow God's word. It's perfect and true. And when you're struggling, then that means you still have something inside of you to forgive, to release, to let go, to surrender to God. Um, And if you're still struggling, get into the word more. Stay away from evil more. That's what the Bible suggests. That's what the Bible instructs. Those are the mandates. If you follow these ways, you don't have to worry about resisting evil or standing strong in the form of, in the midst of 
trials, it will become who you are. That perseverance will be matured through these things. Oh my goodness. Okay, 10 and 11 in Nehemiah. Well, actually, I can summarize 10. Super, super simple. Remember there was that, they read the, the law of Moses and they committed to it. They all made an oath to it. Well, chapter 10 just promised, it's just listing the names of the people who made an oath to following the law, the book of the law of Moses. That's all. They bind themselves. It's interesting because it says they bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God given through Moses, the servant of God, and to obey carefully all the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord, our Lord. So, you know, you kind of get, like, might get offended. Like, why are they following a curse? They're basically saying, we're going to follow it and deal with the consequences of the good, because everything has a consequence. Good is consequence, bad is consequence. When you step outside, there's a consequence. Are you going to feel the weather? If the weather's nice, you feel it nice. If the weather's not nice, you feel it not nice. Every step has an effect. And they're saying that they commit to following God's law, to accept the blessing, and to accept any consequences that come with not following God's law. So they join in that oath. And then chapter 11, um, they want to start filling up people, houses in Jerusalem. So they're picking different families from each tribe to move into the city of Jerusalem. And that's it. That is pretty much it for chapter 10 and 11 of Nehemiah. But I suggest reading it anyway, of course, because you want to say that you read every single sentence of the Bible. It's a powerful thing to say that. Um, But of course... Just read James 1 and enjoy it. Read it slowly, ponder on it. It's absolutely powerful. So I hope you enjoyed that, Nehemiah 10, 11, and James 1. Have a great day, everyone.